Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This is episode 641 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news this week. We saw Summer Games Fest. There were other things that played out as well by way of sharing information about the latest games in the industry and the indie games. Uh, I did catch a very big bulk of the Summer Games Fest, which uh, was absolutely fantastic. And we're going to talk about some of the games that caught our attention. Uh, Daniela, how are you? I'm doing good. I mean, I'm a good start to my June, but I'm already exhausted. I have too many birthdays for this month. Oh, the birthdays. I'll get you. Okay. Yeah, there's like seven... Seven birthdays for this month of like family, friends. I mean, just had a birthday dinner with my sister yesterday. My boyfriend's was a week before that. <laughs> so seven is a lot of birthdays. Like, so you're celebrating all of them or like, how is that playing out? Yeah, kind of. If not, like my sister's birthday was on the third, but we didn't get to do anything until yesterday because of our schedules. And she wanted to go out to dinner. Then my boyfriend's was just before that. And then my boyfriend's mom is tomorrow. <laughs> and then I have my other sister who is like in a couple weeks from now. And then my boyfriend's sister at the end of this month. Like, there's just a lot. And it's always like, hey, let's go out to dinner here. And they're never, ever cheap places. And I'm like, okay, usually I'm good with that. But I'm going on vacation for like a week and a half in a couple days. I'm like, I want to go eat at places in California. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, okay, after after this month, it's we're going to be in Struggle Fest, Cup of Noodles. Yeah. Hoping for the best. And like, we have all of these games to talk about and I want them all, but I don't really have a budget for it yet. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. it's, it's, it's been good though. It's been good. It's, it's nice. So even like later on today, there's uh, certain things I said yes to a while ago, not really thinking about, you know, the timeline of things. So like later on today, driving out to the North Shore to go watch a concert. I'm just like, what did, what did I sign myself up for? I'm already, I'm already busy with like work and a lot of stuff that I have going on behind the scenes. Why do I say yes to these things? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good time when you, when you get together with family. Uh, and it's a good, you know, just vibe and everybody's having a good time, especially during times of celebration. Uh, so I think, that, I mean, that's a good thing, you know. A good thing, but I'm like an introvert slash extrovert. I love being hanging out with people, but I only have so much of a social battery and I'm not giving it enough time to recharge in between these things. Oh, right. Right. I see. I see. Yeah. A seven, though. That's yeah, oof. A bit, and I only have one birthday next month, which is great. <laughs> nah, I dig it. I dig that, it. How, how have you been? How's your week been? I'm good. I'm good. I just, you know, been catching up on, you know, this uh, gaming news week. You know, it's always exciting with the stuff that they have coming out. So I'm pretty pumped for for what I saw. I really enjoyed the Summer Game Fest uh, presentation. You know, the showcase. I thought it was pretty dope. So. Uh, quick thoughts on that, and then we'll jump on some of the games that we we got to uh, to be excited about. So, what caught your attention, and what did you like about the show overall? And then, and then we can dive into some of the games. Well, Jeff Keighley always puts on a great show. He's super entertaining, and I think people in the industry love working with him. Um, I think I very firmly believe he is like our gateway of this new age. E3, if I could say that, um, because it's, it's, he starts off with the same Summer Game Fest. And then it's like a week long of all of these different studios coming together for putting on different showcases, whether it just be Xbox by themselves or you have the wholesome direct. Um, it's. I, I think I like this format. I mean, I get to do it at the comfort of my home. It's affordable and everybody gets to see it all at the same time. And and rejoice and yeah, it kind of sucks because it's not in person. You're not there with people, but at the same time, that's the beauty of the internet. Um, I don't know. I I I loved all of it, and of course, it has some surprises. And um, 
I, I did watch, uh, what did I watch this morning? I watched the wholesome, um, direct two, which we, we won't dive in too much into. There's a lot of Indian games. If you love really wholesome games, I watched part of the future game show, uh, summer showcase too. Um, they have some great stuff. So I, I love that we got to dive into more gameplay of games that we're really super excited. Uh, we have games that are coming out like later on this year or with, you know, by the end of this month. Um, I, I, there's a couple, like even TV shows, they had a couple like trailers for some shows that I'm really stoked to have seen that we're going to be talking about. So overall, I, I love that it was like in person. And it, it, what I found kind of interesting is that it's just when they would do the pan and you would have like the audience behind him, it was like a lot of people, but not at the same time, which I thought was like really, I, I don't know. It felt like it was more personal, which if you got to attend, you got to be there live. I'm so jealous, but it just feels like it was a more like a personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that very intimate experience. Um, I do agree with you. Like when they did pan out, it was just like, oh, okay. You know, the way the the seating arrangements were, which I thought was uh, very, very uh, spaced out. Uh, so I definitely agree with you with the uh, intimacy of that particular show. Yeah, I, I really loved it. I loved what they, they started off with, which I was totally not expecting um, a new Prince of Persia at all. <laughs> yeah, so... So, so here's the thing, right? So we could jump right into it. So for, for me overall, I do believe that the show gets better and better every year. So I don't have any like negative takes on, on the show. I just really enjoyed it for, for what it was. You know, it showed me a lot of different things that I want to consider checking out. And even as you share with the Prince of Persia. So I have some notes here, some games that I wrote down, but you know, I'm sure, you know, some things caught our attention, some things didn't, you know, depending on the thing, but the list. Is extensive, but we don't have to go with every single piece of of uh, of news here. But Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, I want I definitely want to hear your thoughts on that because that was that was very very impressive. Uh, just just the look of it, and it's like it's this modern throwback. Or it just it reminds me of my childhood, and I, I I love that part. And the story looks good. The the graphics looks amazing. Um, I was actually pretty sick. I was kind of amazed. I was like, wow, this is what we're starting off with. This is going to be a good show. This is going to be a great show. And they had some really wonderful surprises. So that one is definitely on my wish list. Um, I got to get it. Yeah. So for, for Ubisoft, I haven't really played a lot of their games over the years. Uh, I, you know, with the exception of like the vision, right? And this will be like a, a big change for me uh, to check out. But I was really, really impressed with what they showed out, you know, out of the gate and, you know, the action and, you know, graphics and all, all the things that, you know, you'd want to see in a game like Prince of Persia. It was all there. And the fact that I don't think it was it was leaked or no, nothing about it came out prior to that. That's, that's beautiful. That's what I, I love. Yeah. So, so that was really good. So, so Prince of Persia Lost Crown, the Lost Crown was the first thing that we, we saw. And then right after that, we, we got to see extended gameplay for Mortal Kombat 1. So before I talk about Mortal Kombat 1, I do agree with you where we kind of felt like even going to E3 together, we kind of felt at some point the information getting out at the same time that everybody would see it. We started seeing that during the last couple of years at E3 before, you know, it kind of ended, ended, right? So we would get the news, but by the time we, you know, do an audio for it at the event, you know, put the stuff up, you know, on the feeds, the individuals around the world, they already have the information. So now that it's becoming, you know, so seamless that, Everyone sees it at the same time. I do believe that it's a great thing for everyone, right? And if you're an aspiring creator, you know, in any way, shape or form, whether that's audio, video and written word, you have the ability to cover that stuff, you know, right away, just like the individuals who are covering it, you know, on the grounds at the event itself. So some people may feel, you know, differently about that. 
But I think it's a great opportunity because everybody started, you know, at zero, right? Especially if you're entering the content creation, um, you know, world. Any thoughts on that before we go to Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I have to agree with you on that because like you have, it's growing in popularity and a lot more people are doing it about the whole co-streaming. So one element that I kind of was like, oh, well, that's pretty cool was, um, you know, the TikTok streaming and that people were co-streaming the show on TikTok. I mean, you're used to like Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, um, and every, and creators on those platforms doing it. And then they brought up TikTok. I'm like, that kind of just makes sense in this whole evolution. Um, you know, TikTok has ex- like they had their live feature. They also have, you know, um, they out their times for how long your videos can be. But it's just that experience as a content creator to not only just share this experience with your community and have those real in the moment reactions to it. But then you can take that content and just like clip it and make short form to put on other platforms. Uh, there is no better time to make as much content as you possibly can out of these moments. And I think that's just, it's just a wonderful thing for content creators in general. You just got to hit that record button or that go live button whenever you're ready, but it it's there. And I, I think it's a, it's a nice evolution. Yes, it's hard to have that change and have something go away, especially, especially if it was your dream to go to E3 or go to these events. But here's a great thing is that, you know, you have Jeff Keighley who puts on now like two shows a year that are in live. You have the Game Awards that happen in December um, that you, you can go to. It's not exactly the same thing, but you're celebrating games and whether you're a journalist or a content creator. I mean, those are still wonderful events to go to. But I think as a content creator that like how you're doing it or a podcaster, like how you're delivering that information is definitely a lot more intimate and personal um, because it's coming from your perspective of how you're experiencing it. Whereas a journalist, um, you're you kind of kind you kind of have to like leave your personal feelings about it. Like you can show some excitement in there, but you're delivering information. Um, so it's it's a nice place to be in right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. It's a it's a good place for for everyone, which is pretty pretty dope. So Mortal Kombat One, uh, based on a new timeline, rebooting the game, you know, extended gameplay and all the things that they show. What you think of Mortal Kombat? So, I mean, we, we got to see a bit of it earlier on in the week, which was fantastic. And it was a huge surprise. And so getting this to see the new stuff that came out, I think what I really loved is that because of this t- new timeline, now you have you don't have necessarily Raiden, who's kind of running it and finding these fighters. Uh, but you get to have a story, this like raw, fleshed out story. I guess of like Raiden's beginnings in this. So I thought that was really cool. And I'm like, okay, we get a young Raiden who you could play as is this younger version who's getting these skills. And plus on top of that, you have um more, I guess of a story is what they were trying to say is how they're delivering the story, how they're delivering what this new timeline is going to be about, I think is wonderful. And then as you know, my nineties thing, you have Jean-Claude Van Damme in there. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's uh, I think that as, as much as I don't play Mortal Kombat, I really do appreciate watching it though. You know, fatalities and just the move sets and the combos that they've done and how the combos have matured from, you know, let's just say the, the first, the first game, you know, to, you know, seeing different combos and like 10, which I, I think that's, you know, I played up until maybe three or four. And then I checked out, you know, 10, looked at 11, and then here we are with this particular title. So uh, although I don't play it as, as much or if ever, I just enjoy watching the evolution of, of, of the, the game itself. What I do like, though, is when you go on YouTube. And people take all of the cutscenes and put it together. And for a lot of games that we have, you know, they've done it for, 
Um, I believe they've done it for The Last of Us and a lot of these games, especially if they have a whole bunch of cutscenes. They've done it for Metal Gear. They've done it for uh, Death Stranding, you know, and we can go on and on. But I just love the fact that we're, we're able to experience, you know, this stuff, even if we're not actively playing the games as well. Yeah, those people are doing the Lord's work there because for people like me who can't play every single game that they really want to, but really want to know the story, really want to know that experience, that's what I go to. <laughs> right. That makes for great movies, you know, great, you know, animation style, CGI style movies uh, on YouTube. You just hit play and then just enjoy uh, all that stuff. So, so that, that is that. So we have a lot of games here. I'm trying to like bold some of the things that really stood out, you know, for me. I mean, the obvious ones would be, you know, the big, you know, triple A, you know, titles, of course. Right. But there are other titles there that. Uh, I'm sure caught your attention. So I'm going to say, okay, so Street Fighter 6 and Exo Primal, maybe we could just do quick hits as we move forward. Okay, that's a good collaboration. Uh, thoughts on that? Um, I really liked Exo Primal when um, I, I was inside the, the alpha testing, the beta testing there. It, it was a lot of fun games. It was very interesting to see the collab, but then at the same time, I'm like, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So, so seeing, seeing that for, for me, for collabs are, it's not surprising anymore. Um, go ahead. You have more. Yeah. Before I realized it was Exo Primal, I'm like, what does this have to do with Street Fighter six? Why are they robotic? Why, why do they look like this? And then they started showing all those different fighting scenes. I'm like, oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. Uh, the one that I really appreciated, even though I'll never play Dead by Daylight. Is uh, Nicholas Cage uh, being ended by daylight? What's your thoughts on that? That was such an interesting interview. Nick Nicholas Cage is a very interesting actor to follow along with his his career and stuff he does. And I I, I love a good portion of, of the movies that he's been in, but how he got put into that, I would have never expected it when I first started playing Dead by Daylight. I don't know six seven years ago. Um, I would have never expected to have Nick Cage as a survivor. Um, does it make sense? No, but it's video games. It doesn't have to make sense. It just You just got to be able to enjoy the game, which I'm sure people will. And his entire interview was, I think, interesting. Yeah, it but was. I think all of them are. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was. I, I do like the fact that when he was being interviewed, he shared that it's entering a new, you know, space that he's never done before. And he always wants to learn new things. So I thought that was pretty dope. Well, yeah, but I, hmm. at the same time, I feel like he throws himself into things, too many things. I have left two very interesting or questionable like projects and movies that he's done. But then there's that whole speculation of like he does these things because he he like doesn't have money and he has to pay for whatever. I don't know if those things are true. Obviously, in like Hollywood thing, every anything that can make tabloids is is wonderful. Right. Um, but as as a, a maturing adult, I think you do get to that point where you want to have new experiences, you want to learn new skills, you want to try something out that you've never done before. So for him to take this plunge and go into it, and it seemed pretty well received, um, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then from there, we moved to the Witcher trailer, which I thought was pretty, pretty dope. Any thoughts on that? I am still a season behind. I know that's like blasphemous for me. On, on The Witcher for like a lot of people, but this is going to be Henry Cavill's last season as playing as Geralt over there. So that's really sad. But the trailer looked amazing, even though it contained some spoilers for me. But it it looked good. Yeah, it was pretty dope. I'm looking forward to checking it out. I need to catch up as well. But The Witcher for me has been pretty impressive. Just checking that out. You know, first season was really, really dope and surprising because I didn't play the game as much as I wanted to. But, you know, it made me appreciate the world even more watching uh, the, you know, the Netflix uh, series. So so there's that. Uh, th so so towards the middle of the show, there was a little bit of a lull. 
you know, there usually is, you know, for and the law by I mean games that I'm personally not necessarily interested in. But between The Witcher and uh, I guess we can go to uh, Life of P. What caught your attention between there? So there was um, Witchfire, Crossfire, Remnant 2, which was surprising to me. Uh, Sonic Superstars, Honkai, Star Rail, and then Life of P. What caught your attention in those titles? Just really quick um, touches on those. So Sonic Superstars, I immediately thought of you. I, I'm, You know I'm all in on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's really cool. They have the whole co-op thing that's going on. That looks, that looks fun, but it also looks like it could be like... <sighs> so... What's interesting, and I don't know if it was like a trauma thing that happened, but it really tested my patience. So playing the original Sonic um, on Sega as a kid, Sonic is meant to go fast. You go through the stages fast. That's what you're supposed to do. My brother, like, he would just very casually walk Sonic, and I don't know why. But after a while, it's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Looking around, <laughs> so when I saw that it had like this go up, like element to it, I'm like, I am not playing with my brother. I swear to God, if you hold me back, I'm be mad. I don't care if it's thirty years later, <laughs> I'll be mad. <laughs> um, but yeah, that looked like a lot of fun. Um, very nice, fresh graphics, uh, and and again, another game that you have its modern take on you know this old school that you love. Um, there is certain like little mini stages that I personally really love, like that. I don't know what it's called, like the top down 3D look where you're spinning and then you have the little puzzles and you have to collect the, you have to knock the blocks to collect the, the coins in it. And you're kind of spinning the world as he's kind of stationary. Well, he's, he's semi stationary. I don't know how to explain that, Sage. But yeah, it's um, like the I bonus, was, the bonus stuff. Yeah. Type stages. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really like those. Um, but of those in between, cause uh, yeah, it was kind of a low time for me because as well, because I'm like a crossfire, Sierra squad. All right. Another shooter. Redman 2 did look really, really good. Um, so did, uh, Honkai, uh, Star Rail, but, but it was the life of P that I was super stoked about. Yeah. That looks good. That looks really good. It's. It does. And like the thing is, is about those childhood stories, kind of like um, Alice Returns. I, I loved Alice Returns because it's like you're taking these childhood stories of yours and you're just having this dark twist on it. I love that now as an adult. Uh, so to see one on, on Pinocchio, which I would have never, ever thought would be a thing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked because I'm getting that fairy tale Alice returns as madness kind of vibe to it with really insane graphics over there so i i'm really stoked they have a demo out now and then they finally have a launch date which is uh september 19th of this year so yes please i need life of p yeah that that looks really good that looks really good hankai caught my attention as well graphics and all that sonic superstars Definitely, because anytime they anytime they redo or, or you know a new coat of paint on on Sonic, I'm I'm in. I just love Sonic. So so there's that. So between Life of P and Alan Wake, anything that caught your attention between those two? Before we talk about Alan Wake, um, not really. I mean, it it wasn't really necessarily a game. I love the Annapurna Interactive, which I love so many of their games. Um, they're doing a showcase. Uh, later on this month there i think they just chose the latest date compared to everybody else's because i think it's on june 29th that they're doing their their show um they they did a quick like blip of things to expect so like you saw a stray in there which i'm like okay um so i'm looking forward to that but really not not too not too much on the games there inside i mean they look cool i mean they they show sandland thrown in and Liberty, and I think they announced the next Steam Fest too, which is like I believe on the nineteenth. But really, no, I think uh, again it's like a little bit of a lull time for me until like, hey, wake up, we hear something cool. Right, Alan Wake too. 
So, so the uh, Warhaven caught my attention. I think the song in the trailer was, was really dope. So I need to research, you know, what that song was, you know, hopefully they show it. Sometimes they'll show it at the bottom of the trailer uh, that, you know, this is a song that's currently playing while you're watching this thing. Right. Uh, Crash Team Rumble. That looks pretty cool. You know, that was, that was pretty dope. Uh, and then we get to Alan Wake 2. And I think what was interesting with Alan Wake 2 for me, which I'll just touch on real quick and then I'll hand it over to you, is it, it feels like, uh, the structure is Resident Evil 2-esque in nature because of how they're paralleling two stories that, you know, intersect at some point. So th- those are quick thoughts. Any thoughts on Alan Wake 2? So I love the extended, unedited, uncut, like, gameplay that they provided. And yeah, I, I guess you can say it's kind of Resident Evil 2 there with the back and forth, but I think what is incredibly unique to that is that they, they built this game so it's like it's a 50-50. You're, you're split pretty evenly between Alan and, and Saga. But at the same time, um, you don't have to go back and forth to them till I think he said till the end of the game. So if you wanted to have a playthrough where you're just primarily just Alan, you can. If you want to play primarily as just Saga, you can. Um, or you can switch back and forth to them. I thought that was incredibly unique. And for him to say that there's no right way to play the game. Um, I, I love that. So you have at least three or more playthroughs that you kind of have a different experience. Either you can do that 50-50 and split between the two or just play as just Saga or play as just Alan and have this unique experience still. Um, I thought that was um, really nice. And on top of that, if you haven't played um, the previous Alan Wake, I, I think the way that he said it was something like, we don't want you to have to do like research before you play this one. It's kind of its own uh, standalone is how he said it um, in, in the story. Like it's still a continuation, but it's also a, a standalone experience. So I'm like, oh, all right. That's nice. That's really nice. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I can appreciate that, especially, you know, the the game. I don't did they ever remake uh, Alan Wake, the first one for like newer, like graphics refresh or anything. I don't recall if they did. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. um. So this is another game that I love watching people stream. Because it feels like a slash horror. It's not really the suspense, the, the jump scares and stuff like I can't, I can't take those, but I really appreciate the, the energy and excitement for a game like this. It's been how many years? It's a long time, right? Um, originally released 2010. Yeah. And then they, they, they did a whole remaster of it. I think, uh, 2020, 2020. 21, I think, somewhere in there. Yeah, I'm excited for the people who play it, right? Because they've been waiting for a long time for this. So so it looks really, really dope. Uh, I could definitely appreciate that. So between, uh, any final thoughts on Alan Wake 2? No, it just, it was a really great trailer. And to learn that, I think, is a very fresh new take. And then the way that they said it was their first survival horror. So I'm like, I think you're going to do an amazing job for your first one for Island Wake. That's, that's it. People are stoked. People are happy. They're pumped. And then I, I think it comes out later on this year. Yeah, it looks, it looks really, really dope. So between uh, Alan Wake 2, we had, I think Toxic Commando was in there. Baldur's Gates was in there. Uh, and then we get to Spider-Man. Toxic Commando looks cool. Uh, you know, uh, you know, whether I play it or not. Um, that's, that's a different story, but that caught my attention during the, the showcase. Uh, anything between that before Spider-Man 2? Um, again, this, um, this, this show was some interesting, like, collaboration. So Toxic, um, Toxic Commando is from John Carpenter. Yeah. The introduction. The, seeing the trailer for it, I'm like, okay, well, this seems cool. And it's just like swarms of zombie s that you're going after. So I'm assuming since they have like this truck or van full of people, like, is it possibly like different classes or mm. just 
different characters and they all kind of do the same thing. That's this stuff to speculate on, but it does look cool. But because it's first person, I, I can't play it, sadly. Um, and then of course my indie self, I kind of like that pixel look. And then you have like, yes, your gray snowfall in there. So that is, that, that's going to be on my list regardless. <laughs> yeah. Then you had, um, so, so the next set before, well, of course, Spider-Man two. So we'll, we'll just pause there for a second. Uh, finally gets a release date, which is October 20th. Any thoughts on, you know, the commentary and the conversation? about Spider-Man 2 during the show? Uh, no. I mean, I think the, the trailer that they put out for it kind of got that hype up from the, the Sony showcase or PlayStation showcase. Um, it, it was just missing that release date, which is great that's coming out this year. We're not having to wait till next year. Yeah, it looks it looks really, really good. You know, Venom looks really good. Okay, so the thing that they mentioned about Venom is it's not Eddie Brock and people are trying to figure out which Venom it is. And I guess as you play and get into the game, you know, that will be revealed to you, you know, during that particular experience. So uh, it looks good. Uh, it looks really good. It's Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. So, <laughs> so that that's that. Um, so Final Fantasy Ever uh, Crisis, uh, I guess before. The, so you have that. And then you have things leading up to the Twisted Metal on Peacock, uh, that particular trailer. Any games caught your attention there? Um, I already pre-registered for Ever Crisis. Banishers looked really cool. And of course, Yakuza, always great games. You have like like a Dragon Gaiden over there with the longest title ever. I think wait, wait, wait. like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. I'm like, did your title be any longer? Uh, but that look, I look really good. Like it always does. Like their games always do. <laughs> yeah, their games are so good. Their games are so good. You know, just walking around the world and and just you know, interacting with the characters and just enjoying like that particular experience. Yakuza is, is just really really good. Under the waves, you know, if you like you know water games, um, you know, just the sound of you know calming experiences, you know, underneath the water. Uh, that looks really dope. Uh, Wayfinder. I think that's uh, playwayfinder.com. If you want to look more into that uh, particular title, uh, that looks really fantastic. Uh, so, so Twisted Metal on Peacock. Daniela, what do you think about all that? That, that, what they showed? It was silly and fun, which is what I've, I've loved about Twisted Metal. I know it's supposed to be darker and all of this other stuff, but you don't really get a full story about why you get the little bios you get these little tidbits but to have a show yes like i don't like subscribing to another thing but i will subscribe to peacock just just to watch twisted metal and it, <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was a really great thing and then you have cisco playing like the thong song and like they're just going off on it. I'm like, this is just so it's cheesy, but like in the best way ever. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm really stoked. I'm really happy. Yeah, I don't know right now for me. I think I'm just gonna have to ask you about it. You know, maybe I'll I'll, I'll check out one or two if you know if it's episodic and you know in nature. But I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, pulled into that particular experience when I was watching, you know, that if you want to call it trailer or 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 bit. Um, the games have always been fantastic uh, to me. Uh, going back uh, down memory lane for that, I don't know. I may just have to wait and see more. But um, you know, it is what it is with uh, Twisted Metal, so that's going to be on Peacock. Uh, and a couple of things before uh, we wrap, uh, I guess, the bulk of the Summer Game Fest. Uh, announcements, uh, Liz Fanga, and definitely have to touch on Final Fantasy Rebirth. Uh, Daniel, any thoughts on that? Okay, so we just before the Twisted Metal thing, there's a couple things that did uh, come up. So you have the the 75 editions of Porsche's 75th year anniversary. Um, 
might get hate for this, but I don't know. The one that they showed kind of looked ugly to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't see why you'd get hate for that, you know, but I don't know. The, the Porsche stuff, I'm like, I have no clue. I was like, look at it. They're not for purchase. There's only 75 of them. So you can sign up for it in their sweepstakes. Uh, but I was like, I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, if it was a solid color with a shorter flag, you know, like a like a touch of the flag. I mean, but I think that's only one model. I'm curious to see what the other models look like. If they all look like that one looked, then I agree with you. I wasn't necessarily a fan, but I, I love like when they present things with, um, depending on what it is, like a solid color all the way around with a touch of the flag. And, and it's almost like noticeable that it is this particular brand, but, you know, kind of like Champion does, right? Like champion will have the, the C logo and you can have either champion written across the thing, or you could just have the C logo. It's a touch, you know, and it just looks really, really nice. Right. So I don't know. Uh, maybe I need to see the other ones, but if they all look like that, then I'll, I'll probably be turned off too. Yeah. That's how I was, but I still signed up for it. I don't know. I feel like if you hold on for a little bit, just, you're going to sell it on eBay. Sorry. Yeah, you, it's buy. definitely gonna go on eBay. Yeah, um, yeah, and then I think the only other game um, after that was King Arthur's Legend Rise. That looked really good. Looks but good, then yeah. you have um, they showcase uh, what was it? Uh, Fortnite. They have the Unreal Editor for Fortnite, and what was it? They their Chapter Four, Season Three, Wilds, and they just showed Optimus. I feel like Fortnite is like, we're just going to throw all sorts of different things together. Anything. People are going to buy it. People Anything are people are going to buy at this point. Of course they are. But <laughs> I'm so happy I don't play Fortnite anymore. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to know how much money I would have spent on Fortnite just for skins alone. Uh, I mean, but I'm not hating on anybody who does. I mean, you enjoy the game. It's still fun. They still bring these fresh new experiences and they're doing something that uh, a lot of people since then, since their release, um, have been trying to replicate that same type of enthusiasm and like that loyalty to their particular shooters. I mean, you know, COD is doing their best. They, they did show some of their stuff for their season four Um but it's nothing like Fortnite's experience. It really isn't. So I got to give them kudos, even though I, I just don't care to play that game anymore. I got to give them kudos for everything that we've done and the innovation that they have provided over these years that are inspiring these other games to like kind of jump in on that. Are there a bit too many battle royals? Yeah, but there is nothing like Fortnite. Hmm. But, you know what? Final Fantasy Rebirth. <laughs> I love that er earlier in the show after, um, I think it was immediately after they announced Final Fantasy Ever Crisis. And then you have Jeff Keighley going in there. And then it's just like, oh, I gotcha kind of thing for the DoorDash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then for him to like end it with this was just a cherry on top of the entire show. Um, and it was a very nice extended little trailer there. It looked amazing. It looked, oh my goodness. Yes, please. I know a lot of people before uh, the first Final Fantasy uh, remake came out was like, kind of like, why are you breaking this up? Why are you doing this? You know what? After all of that, they have been delivering an amazing experience. And I thought was kind of cool and a nice little throwback is when they added two discs. So you can't be surprised. It's going to be on two discs, which if you didn't play the, like, the original Final Fantasy VII, which I played it on PC originally, that thing had, I think, six discs. And like, I thought nothing of it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so this one would be two discs. Um, I don't, I can't, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's other PS5 games or other, I can't think of any. Um, if there is, I haven't played it, uh, that have like, or needed or require multiple discs. So all I can say is if you get the digital, that is a huge file. 
But if you play COD, you probably understand that feeling. Right, right. At this point, 100 gigs plus or whatever. If it was 100 gigs per per disc, if you want to say that, you know, like nobody, nobody's concerned about that as much anymore. It's just part of the game now, you know. Just have the space, you know, or get the space if you can. It's just, it's just where we are. Yeah, just, just expect it already. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I really like the Final Fantasy Rebirth, what I saw on screen. I mean, again, the whole show was really good. I don't have anything negative to say about uh, the show. Jeff Keighley is doing a fantastic job to give us this presentation, this showcase, and, and this sneak peek of so many different titles in the industry. And, and I really do appreciate it. Uh, before we jump to what is Twitch doing? Okay. I definitely want to hear your thoughts. I know it's not in here, but I was just thinking about it, about the discord usernames and the change, you know, dropping that, the hash and all that stuff. what do you think about all that? It's nice. Simple. Although. I'm sure there's people fighting over that one username and where they had to use the hashtags so they could get it. Right. Um, but it's nice and clean and simple. So, I mean, it's an easy process. Like, I got no qualms about it. Yeah, like, I think it's dope it's terrible, too. So I don't have to fight anybody. Yeah, yeah, I think it's dope too. I think it's a it's a cool change. And how you can put your, your name, if you want to put your name there, you know, above it, you know, and I, I think it's really dope. So, so Twitch, right? Twitch is an interesting place. I still watch things on Twitch. Um, I do not stream there, right? Um, I love YouTube and what YouTube is doing. So Twitch is hot or cold to me when it comes to announcements and things of that nature. So Daniela, what is Twitch doing? What is going on? Being money hungry. So they did announce, you know, quite a bit of changes, um, especially if you had sponsorships, burned in ads, all of these things. I can only be a certain size and can't do this, can't do that. The funny thing is, is that a lot of content creators, they they can't solely just live off of their subscriptions alone, especially since they don't get much of it in the first place. So they go to other avenues whether they start their own Patreon or um, Kofi or any of those other things, but they rely heavily on sponsorships. Um, and sometimes that does require having an ad or throwing up something um, certain amount of times or whatever it may be, or even like just, just having that on there to, kind of interest people to kind of go and get it, user code, whatever it may be. Uh, and for Twitch, you'd be like, nope, you can only have it this size and it'll give me a year and it can only cover up so much. And then on top of that, like if, if you didn't like that change and you're like, okay, maybe I just don't want to be on Twitch. I'll go be on this platform because they allow me to do this. They introduce like, oh, we're going to, you're going to have to pay a $25 fee to cancel and get out of your contract, which is kind of ridiculous. Like you already take so much money from them and you already make so much money off of, off of the content creators on there. Like, why are you going to introduce that? Um, they did kind of like roll back it. So you're like, okay, we won't do this because there was a lot of backlash, even though they said like it was more for a third party. It's more for, you know, these, other brands and and which again I find very interesting because you have so many different tournaments and you know things that are streamed and hosted through Twitch that would really negatively impact those bigger brands and events that are utilizing Twitch to showcase um, their shows or tournaments or anything like that, that Twitch makes money off of. So why are you going to do that to them? Yeah, we, they have to run their ads during these things, especially like in between matches or just because they just like have to insert that like little commercial there and you're going to penalize them for it because I'm sure they paid big money to have this to be available. <laughs> I, I don't get it, but. Um, to introduce, like, if you want to get out of your contract, you have to pay this thing. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. 
Um, they did roll back. They did take all that stuff back. Um, but in that process, you have this up and coming platform called Kick, which I have been paying attention to. And I have mixed feelings towards, especially the initial when they started really amping up their like, you know, their marketing and putting that out there about what they were doing. Um, they had this whole thing where like, if you get out of your contract, we'll pay the $25 for you to come stream with us. And later on, I think they're going to be rolling out that they would like to pay their streamers on an hourly basis. And I believe I saw that it was something around $16 an hour. Mm-hmm. Which is great. I mean, uh, for some states, that's probably around the average pay rate for, you know, a Starbucks barista. Um, So it's not like big, big cash there. But that is certainly a lot more than whatever Twitch is doing or what any other um, platform is really doing if you don't have a, a contract with um, those other streaming platforms. So I think that was that's definitely a very interesting introduction to be bringing that into this streaming world there that I'm like, how, how does Kick, how is Kick going to keep up with that? Right. But it does make a more, a closer to livable wage for people who want to get into you know streaming and and being an entertainer and a content creator that definitely does open a a very interesting avenue that I I want to see how that grows I want to see what happens I want to see what the other platforms do about that yeah for sure now when it comes to streaming on Twitch how are you feeling about that based on I I don't know because I want to go back but it's like I don't know if Twitch is my home. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about just in general. It's not the people. It's just that that vibe. Is that really for me? I don't know. Which is sad to think because I think I started on Twitch man, 14 years ago. <laughs> I think maybe. You gotta remember I'm old. But <laughs> Um, I don't like where it's going. I personally don't. Mm. And it, it has nothing to do with any specific content creator. I just don't think, um, what Twitch stands for and what they do really coincides with who I am and what I want. Right. I don't think they have the same type of values. So, and, and I'm not too sure where it does or if there's one. Um, it does hold a special place in my heart, but you know, there's people that hold a special place in my heart and they're toxic and I still let them go. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I feel like if it's not the community or certain, certain pools of, of the Twitch community that can be toxic, it's just the company itself and where they are going, what they want to do. It's like, you're, you're, being a bit too money hungry. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing that's, that's going on with them right now. I I believe that wherever you decide to stream, you know, you personally are, are you listening? It has to be a breath of fresh air for you. Right. And it has to, you have to, if you can't talk about it positively, I think that's a, that could be a flag for a lot of folks. YouTube is not perfect, but most of the things that they're doing now, people seem to like a lot, right? Which is why they don't mind learning all the things that it takes to stream on YouTube because of everything that it offers right out of the gate. You know, you're not going to be at the bottom of the, um, the viewership because of the potential discoverability that you're going to get. Now, is it guaranteed? It's not guaranteed, but you know you're going to get discoverability because of the way YouTube is designed, right? So so there's that, you know, and then you'll learn some some things, you know, like create thumbnails and, you know, scheduling things, you know, through the platform and how that works. And you'll you'll have a better understanding of like bit rates and and 
you know, things for your audio and all those things. And I know people understand on, on Twitch, but there's just a lot more to learn to do on YouTube. And then once you have that, you know, knowledge base, it does help you everywhere that you go. So I don't know. I don't know what's next for, for Twitch. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, one of the things I need to rewatch is the interview that Khalif did with, with, um, I think the, the CEO of Twitch currently. I think that was the title. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on, on the guy's title. I think it was CEO, but I'm not sure. But I need to rewatch that to see if anything that was shared there lines up with a lot of the things that we're seeing now. If it doesn't, then why are we still there? You know, um, we meaning the people who are currently streaming on the platform because I'm not there. So uh, those are some thoughts there. Hopefully, you know, they figure it out. And competition help you figure things out. You know, when it was only, you know, Apple on the market for the phone, when it introduced the MP3 player and the phone combination, you know, they were like the main, uh, you know, provider of that. But when other folks started coming around, then you got to provide the value that everybody wants. And you have to, you know, you have to compete. You have to compete for market share. So. We'll see. Uh, any other final thoughts on there? Yeah, the era of Twitch being that primary platform, I, if it hasn't come to an end already, it's pretty It's pretty close to it. I'm not saying that Twitch is ever going to go away, but you got options. You had so many different options. Um, and they just, they're just not the top dog anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, last but not least, Logitech brand merger. So um want to hear your thoughts there before I share anything. Logitech brand merger, thoughts? That's something that I think you could tell was coming up because they, they have all these things. It's been a while since, you know, Logitech took Astro um under their wing. So it's it's nice that, you know, you kind of have all your stuff in one place. Um, because you have the Astro Command Center over there for your headsets and, and whatnot. Um, so to have it all in one is nice. Um, I just hope it, it, I'm sure it'll have some bugs in there about having run everything smoothly together. But it was, you know, you could see that coming. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, you can definitely see it uh, making its way to where we are now with this particular announcement that they talked about this week. And, you know, dope brands, right? Astro, Blue Microphone, dope brands that they're putting under this, you know, Voltron type of feel, right? Under this one uh, social handle, which is going to be interesting to watch how, how they play, you know, that out. I'm sure forward facing. You know, there's a lot of information that they're going to share. I believe they mentioned that they're going to have a Twitch a stream to, you know, add a little bit more context to that particular PSA. On the back end of things, it wouldn't surprise me if things are changing as well. And I'll just, you know, keep it at that. But we'll see how it plays out in the future for the brands as well as those who are. I'll just put this in quotes, ambassadors of the brands as well, right? So um, any final thoughts there? As long as it doesn't negatively impact the brands that they have. Like, I still want to see Blue coming out with great products. I still want to see Astro coming out with their own products. And then Logitech has their own products. I don't want... I don't want to see either one of those companies kind of just get ignored. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely been so, so we've benefited from being affiliates and, and partners with them, you know? Um, and even now when I'm looking at the stuff around me, I'm using a blue microphone, Astro headset, Logitech keyboard, Logitech mouse. Right. So I have, you know, tremendously, you know, benefited from uh, being a partner with Logitech G and I know you have as well. So, And it's just one of those things where, you know, the future, you know, so I'll say this, you know, hopefully is bright in all the areas with um, anything that they have coming up. 
And, you know, it was a quick announcement. It was about a minute and 15 seconds or whatever. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that in, in, in the near future. Yeah, I agree. I love all their different products. I don't. Funny enough, I kind of prefer the Astro headsets over the Logitech ones. The Logitech ones are nice. But I like my A40s. Yeah, the A40s. And, and as you're saying that, that's what I'm using right now. I, I just hope that at some point they use the magnetic, you know, thing for, for the ear, for the ear cover muffs or, or whatever those things are called, the ear pads. You know, hopefully that goes to the Logitech, you know, headsets. Right. So I think that's one of the things that I really like switching them out will be much easier on the A50, the A40, you know, the A30, right? At this point, right? Versus, versus how it's done with the uh, Pro X and the Pro X2, which is the recent release with the graphene drivers. Um, but in terms of like sound and, and things that they provide, durability, I mean, you're absolutely right. I don't even remember. Uh, I think I gave an A40 away uh, to a buddy of mine. Uh, I had this A40 for some time now. And I mean, they just, it just hold, they just so good, you know, in terms of durability. Yeah. It's just comfortable for my head. Yeah. I want to say I've been using these ones for three years. I think I want to say three years right now. Yeah. And then the other part about it is, you know, yeah, you know, you guys are partners. So, you know, you're, you're biased in a lot of ways. So I don't know. Check out an A40 and, you know, let us know what you think because they've been holding together for a long time. So those are my final we're, thoughts. There. We're also under the Logitech umbrella. And you know what? We still prefer the extra. It's, listen, it's, it's dope. It, it's dope. So. Um, I think that they have, you know, all their products are great. You know, cameras are great. Microphones are great. Uh, and, you know, we've benefited tremendously from, from the partnership and I do appreciate it. And whatever they have coming up in the future, I definitely want to be a part of. And I know you do as well. You know, whatever that looks like, we definitely want to be part of that conversation. So those are my final thoughts on the Logitech brand merger. Daniela, what do you have? That was a lot. Um, no, I'm I'm good now. We covered a lot. You have yeah. some amazing games. I mean, I my Steam wish list is just growing. <laughs> oh man, um, there is actually like if if you're into indie games, which is pretty much my jam, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that was like announced. Go and definitely check out those shows as well too. Um, some like really quick hits and stuff that uh falls under indie that maybe you should go and check out was like um Little Witch in the Woods, uh Koi, uh Magical Delicacy. Uh, one of the games that I've been really, really, really looking forward to and waiting for is Venma or Venba, which is just like this cooking sim that is really, really wholesome that finally got a release date of, of July of this year. So I'm super stoked. Um, if you love crafting games, um, they have Craft Craft, which is a fantasy merchant simulator. Um, uh, you know, if you like those little cooperative cooking games definitely check out pizza possum uh, or it's just there's just a huge variety and that's what i love about indie games is this that you never know what you're going to get and they have such creative ideas of of different games coming out so um if indie games is your jam or if you're just looking for something completely different from what is like the mainstream go and check out wholesome direct i i think you're definitely going to find something at least one or two things that you're going to like, oh, that looks cool. I need to go and try it. A lot of them have demos and early access, or you can just wishlist them on Steam already. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So that is episode 641 of the show. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Please make sure. But we'd greatly appreciate it if you leave a rate and review 
on those respective platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even Google Podcasts. We would appreciate that as well. And Daniela, where can they find you? Find me on social media now on Discord at the very simple Miss DJM. And Andrew, where can they find you? You can find me on Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A, which is Discord as well as Twitter. And thank you for listening. Take care. Bye, guys.